Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode 152. It feels like it's been about a month since we've recorded. Well, we recorded a bunch all at once. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so it does feel like a long time since we um, have recorded and seen each other and sat down in our room. Podcast room. Not, yeah, I was going to say not our room. Well, like our podcast room. This is our room. We get a little corner. We do. <laughs> Case, how you doing? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Well, I was just telling you my whole next few days, and uh, I just got back from my girls' couple nights. We just went for two nights, and we did a girls' um, missing a couple that live out west. But we did that, and I threw out my back, which is great. I saw Barbie again with the girls. <laughs> Um, I think I liked it the first time better. Yeah. I still loved it. Um, but I think when you know, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. There was something about the first time. It was just like really impactful. And then my one friend was kind of iffy about it. Not iffy, but she was just like kind of poking holes in it. And then I felt like I was getting a bit defensive and I was like, she's allowed to think whatever she wants. Like calm down. But yeah, so that's good. How are you, Jack? I'm doing good, doing well. Doing well. Um, not not too much to report. I watched um the Equalizer, a recreational movie. What? It was okay. Like yeah. it wasn't anything. Is that Denzel? Yeah, because the third one is coming out in September. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna keep watching them. Okay. But it was like John Wick but like smarter mm. and not as much murder oh okay well so, not a dead dog then is that why or? uh no no dead dog okay um so yeah maybe not like john wick right but denzel okay cool uh i don't think i'm really watching i'm restarting the boys okay so did you get past that one scene yeah like okay. one of the first scenes um got through it this time but then i was I actually had watched the scene and then turned it off right after, not because I was grossed out. I was ready for it, but I was just tired. Right. And the first episode's like an hour. Yeah, it's pretty long. Um, you get used to the violence, though. And it's like it's like so over-the-top violence that you know it's not even real. Like, people's heads explode. So you're like, okay. Well, okay, there we go. That, that took out a big thing about the show is I thought it was real. <laughs> no, but I mean, if somebody gets <laughs> shot and it's gory, you're like, that could happen. Someone's head could explode. Not like this, though. It's silly. Someone could have laser eyes. Yeah. Laser eyes. Um, On today's episode, we have some... I was about to say fan favorites, but I guess it's host favorites. Host favorites. Uh, We have our IMCs, Rushmore, and The Martian. And then we are doing, for the very first time, not like the song, but uh, movies we'd want to see for the very first time again. Yeah. Without knowing. Without knowing. Such a fun such a fun episode. I love it. Uh, Compared to the last one, which was sad. Debbie Downer. Death. Um, So yeah, let's get into... Rock, paper, scissors. Uh, I think we have a physical advantage for me. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Damn it. Did you do back-to-back paper? Well, because I thought you might do rock. So did, did scissors. Dead. Um, I will. I will defer. All right. I want to go first. That's why I wanted to win. Um, I watched The Martian. Uh, it is... Um, 
Oh my God, I don't even know where to start. Okay, so it's a sci-fi drama. Its runtime is two hours and 22 minutes, but don't let that ever deter you because it's totally worth it. It's from 2015. Rotten Tomatoes, 91% for both. I really like when that happens. It's very satisfying to me. Tagline is, bring him home. Could Simple and to the point. Director Ridley Scott, surprisingly, I'm not usually a fan. No, that's, sorry. Tony Scott? I'm sorry, I'm thinking Oliver Stone. He's the shaky one, right? Yeah, yeah I don't know why I thought. Ridley Scott. Uh, huge cast. Uh, Matt Damon, Jessica Chastain, Kristen Wiig, Jeff Daniels, Michael Pena, Kate Maras, Sean Bean, Sebastian Stan, um, Axel Henney, Donald Glover, Mackenzie Davis, Chilwetel Ejiofor, and Benedict Wong are just like, honestly, it's so full of people, but... When astronauts blast off from planet Mars, they leave behind Mark Watney, that is played by Matt Damon, presumed dead after a fierce storm. With only a few supplies, Mark must, wow, utilize his wits and spirit to find a way to survive. On Mars. On Mars. So he's... By himself. You guys, no one else is on there. He's the Martian. So this happens, this scene happens in the very first, it's the very first thing that happens is they're all on Mars. They're getting their sciencey stuff, whatever they're doing. Um, They're all, you know, they all have their things. Like Kate Mara is the computer girl. Like Jessica Chastain is in charge of everyone. She's the captain. Um... So, like, everyone has their skill set, and he is a botanist. So, he's going on Mars to see what is could live, all of that, collect soil samples. But this storm comes, and it's like this ice, like, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it, like, pellets of jagged ice or something. It starts coming at them. They're all running. He gets, like, they all are monitored. So, he goes off the monitor. He gets, like, flown o- over, and then he gets off the monitor. So, they leave. They have no choice, though. It's not like they're like, okay, like they're in the middle of the storm. They have no choice. Like, like we got to go. Especially because they think the tim- thing was going to tip off. Tip over. Tip off. <laughs> Sorry. Tip off. You guys have a lot of drugs in me right now. Um, so the way the legal, story. Legal. legal. Oh, yeah. No, like Advil and stuff, you guys. But extra strength. So the way the story is told, it's like in three parts, which is makes it. Um, makes it a very fascinating way of seeing kind of all sides of the story. Um, you're not just watching Matt Damon on Mars. Um, you have NASA and everyone on the ground. Once they realize he is alive, uh, they well, they don't tell the astronauts right away that are heading home. But once NASA realizes he's alive, then it's everyone working together of like, how are we going to get him kind of thing. And then you have the astronauts that are on their way home. They only find out about halfway, like after months that they think he has been dead, that he is alive. And then majority is Mark Watney and he's just trying to survive. So the way they do it is because you think, oh, that would be super boring because he's just on a planet by himself. With potatoes. Right. But it's not because what he does is records himself for NASA or for just future, you know, to have like a video diary type thing of what he's done. So it's a great way of including the audience of like what he's thinking and doing without him kind of breaking that fourth wall of like looking at the camera and being like, guys, this is what I'm going to do now. So it's a really good way of doing it. Yes, Jack said potatoes. He decides he's going to make potatoes. There is food there, but it's not like he's he's figured out how much food he's going to need of when the next either supply or when they could make it back. Because I guess it takes like a really long time to get there. 
It's like months. It's not like, um, I think there's a song or a group that's like five seconds to Mars or right. 10 seconds to Mars. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's accurate. No, no. So there, he's doing that. Visually, this movie is beautiful. You have the Mars landscape. and Like when they're on Mars, like the landscape is beautiful. Cinematography is pretty cool. It's just cool to see all the sciencey stuff too. Like, And I feel like they do it in a way that is digestible for just the regular human with a little a little upgrade of you're kind of learning stuff too and you're learning how NASA's you know working together with other countries with other like you know people to try and come up with ideas and that's even really fascinating of just like what if we do this what if we do this you know you know the same as like an Armageddon when they're trying to figure out how to get rid of the asteroid in the sky like it's the same thing everyone's just trying to come together with their ideas so yeah, really I'm not great. I'm not gonna let you slide that in there. These those what two very different movies trying to save a person off of Mars and uh, and then a whole planet of people. Yeah, you're right. Armageddon is better. No, I'm just kidding. Mar- the Martian is like a way better like movie in the way the acting is extraordinary. The not plot the- is like it's a it's a good one. Armageddon's um, plot is very simple. Yeah, it's simple. And this also get ties into, it's not just about Mark Watney. It is about what are we telling the public? What are we, you know, um, because there's one science, Sean Bean, for example, is in charge of the astronauts and he, he thinks they should tell them. Like, he is okay, he's alive because they didn't tell him for months. And then once they told him, they were all like, oh, you know, they felt bad, whatever. And then they, and then they all got to talk like on a computer and, and then they have to decide if they're going to go back to get him, which adds over a year of extra time and space. Um, there's one scene where Kate Mara is on the treadmill and the whole thing, like she stays still, but whatever she's in moves like in a circular motion. And then there's just space out there. Like it's just like these windows of space. And I'm like, I just like you couldn't pay me enough to do that. Like it just no, no, thank you. Um, so there's like a lot of decisions to be made and, um, he is, Matt Damon is trying to survive, not just, you know, like he really has this like will to survive and it's very, it's just pretty cool to just watch somebody who is like so smart and like really wants to live. He wants to live and it's just a really well done movie. And then it's got, you know, you got some action in there and you got like, it's really well done the way they layer everything. And I just love the movie. Like I couldn't say enough good things about it. Now just want to throw in really quickly. I was watching the smartless on tour. So smartless is a podcast and they went on tour and they would have guests come on. And Matt Damon was one of their guests. Spoiler in case people haven't seen it, but he is one of the guests and the guys couldn't stop talking about the Martian. Like they were just like, it is just one of the best movies ever made. And they just kept saying it. And I had just watched it because of this. And I was like, yes, it is such a good movie. That is the Martian. Can I give you a movie conspiracy theory? Yes. Um, are we sure this movie isn't connected to a certain other space movie? That may have came out a few years years ago that included Matt Damon. Which one's Gravity? No. Oh, Interstellar. Yeah. Maybe it's like a, it definitely doesn't make any sense. But like, if Mark Watney really went insane, because yeah. we know what Matt Damon does in Interstellar. Yeah, I know. Spoiler: If you haven't seen that movie from like nine years ago, right? 
but like kind of makes sense yeah they're both, I mean, both in space yeah that's true his is a little no actually i was gonna say it's different but no well like the the landscape is very different yeah that's true he would have had to go to another planet yeah, maybe he was just like, I'm just going to go check out this planet. You guys can pick me up over here now. Or it's like a moon. Oh, a moon of the planet. He just like jumps on it? Yeah, like it's just like in orbit close enough. And he's just like, oh, oh I'm going to just do my thrusters. Yeah. Okay, cool. He actually uses the power of potatoes. to. Yes, he does. Yeah. He builds a rocket ship out of potatoes. It's amazing. These people are really smart, too. That's some people. They're like really smart. I, I thought probably a good thing. Probably, yeah. probably have to be. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. Like just there, like, like he's like, oh, I remember from five years ago there was something dropped over in this area, and I'm gonna go check it out and stuff. Like, they're like really smart to think of. Like some of the stuff he does, like saves his life. Maybe. How long do you think you would survive on Mars? One day. I wouldn't even go to Mars. They, I'm not smart enough to go stick me in a spaceship. Yeah, but what? We're just going to send this average girl up there. Yeah, but what if they were like, we need to show the Martians how how to read if you're blind? Yes. And they're like, we have to send you. Okay, cool. I'm in. But I need supervision. <laughs> you need an adult. <laughs> I need an adult with me. You need Mark Watney with you. I do. Only I really don't like potatoes. I would really have to learn to like potatoes. Make them different ways. I know, but I just like I'm not a fan. I don't know. Even last night we got all got burgers and I didn't get fries because I'm just not a. I have to be in the mood for it. I don't know. Not a fan. I know they're great. They're cheap. Make them all different ways. I get all of that logically. I just don't like them. That's my spiel. All right, fascinating potato conversation. Thank you. Uh, leads us to my movie, which is two thousand or two thousand. Uh, 1998's Rushmore. Rushmore. Rushmore, directed by Wes Anderson, uh, co-written with Owen Wilson, which I oh, thought was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Um, don't have the runtime. I think it's under two hours. Yeah, probably. Uh, Rotten Tomato, 90%. Audience, 91. Oh, our movies are so close. Uh, and then tagline, love, expulsion, revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is about an extracurricular, extracurricular filled failing student who falls in love with a teacher, befriends a classmate's father, and they begin competing for her affection. And also there's a forbidden play. It kind of sounds like a lot, but it's really not. It is very simple, but it's just, especially when I was reading about the production and they got Bill Murray, who's in this, to be a part of it because of how like crisp Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson's writing was, which I feel like is very true for Wes Anderson movies. There is a, like a sharpness Mm -hmm. to all the dialogue. Right. Uh, So we've got Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray, Olivia Williams, uh, Seymour Kalsel, Brian Cox, Mm -hmm. and Luke Wilson. Mm -hmm. Uh, In terms of production, so Owen Wilson actually had very similar experiences to Max Fisher, who's Jason Schwartzman's character was failing out of school did a lot of extracurriculars and fell in love with a teacher oh wow very very specific um after 
some up in the air about who was going to actually make this movie. They actually held an auction Mm -hmm. for the film rights in 1997. Mm -hmm. I thought was pretty cool of yeah. like what was everyone willing to put in or yeah to nice. bid for this movie I don't know who ultimately got it but I know there was like 10 million dollars up in the air at some point wow and he's like fairly new at this point so he doesn't have like a big name like. I think he'd made one movie bottle rocket yeah I think was his only movie at that point okay cool uh Macaulay Culkin was considered for the main role the okay. Jason Schwartzman role like it, it kind of makes sense for the times, but it just, yeah. it was also the unknown of Schwartzman what, that added the appeal. Uh, and then they actually met Schwartzman through Sofia Coppola. Okay. So wow. a little connection there. Uh, and this movie took 50 days to shoot. Wow. It's not bad. Like a month and a half ish. Um, in terms of editing, um, in terms of like moving scenes or they do like um like months and it's always curtains Mm -hmm. because the play is like always the background of the movie that's smart um and then at the beginning they show all the extracurriculars he's in i was gonna write them down but there's actually like too many to count Mm -hmm. where he has like a calligraphy club he's in beekeeping like he's in all these like obscure obscure things but all of them edited together are really cool uh sound i don't know why but i just always think of wes anderson when i just hear the music and it's just like a little strumming and it's just the iconic wes anderson movie um at one point uh max or jason schwartzman whatever is sharing important information but we can't hear it because there's just like sirens like ambulance police whatever sirens going off so we don't get to hear it but okay he shares the information uh and other sound um i am waiting by the rolling stones mm. which isn't in the like actual soundtrack but oh, like okay. i just like shazammed it oh, okay. while watching no lighting or color specifically like i guess maybe just like during the plays mm-hmm. that's just like on on stage lighting nothing nothing too special uh cinematography obviously it's wes anderson there's a bunch of one shots a lot of camera movement Everything for me, the word I think of for Wes Anderson is just intention. Yeah. Everything is done so intentionally. It's always center frame or everything is framed for a reason. Mm -hmm. There's no throwaway shots in his movies. Acting, uh, the young, young Jason Schwartzman is amazing to see like where he's come from this to now Asteroid City is like, it's amazing the relationship they've held and that he's gone from the teenager in high school to now he's the dad. Right. I was just kind of thinking about that. Um, and the dynamic he has with Bill Murray is just, it's more palpable than the romantic relationships that they try to, that they, the love triangle with the teacher. But right. the love actually is more between the two men than with the woman. It's right. Just <laughs> kind of like it's a, it's a quirky Wes Anderson thing. Yeah, of course. Um, Olivia Williams character who's the teacher is unfortunately just used as like a side piece to the movie yeah which it's women that's usually what happens usually what we do with them yeah but like her character just had like so much potential and depth and something even I forgot was that she was newly single because her husband had passed away so like she was still processing that but it was just kind of like oh yeah she's dealing with that all right we both love you and it's like Right. But it has nothing like she doesn't get the chance to be like, well, 
I don't want this. Okay. It's kind of just like they're forcing it. I mean, eventually she puts her foot down and stands up for herself a little bit. Yeah. Uh, writing best lines, 259, we get the title drop. Mm-hmm. They say Rushmore a lot because it's the school. Right. So the first yeah. one, 259, I was almost going to do a count, but then I got bored. <laughs> um, all right. Some of the best lines. Um, Bill Murray at one point says, I'm being sued for divorce, okay. which I don't think I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a real thing. No. You're getting a divorce, but also getting being sued. sued. But yeah. I'm being sued for divorce. Um, uh, after... I think it's after this. So the teacher doesn't. The teacher is obviously she's very smart in this movie. She doesn't want to date a teenager. Mm-hmm. Oh, very, weird. Very responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes to her and she teaches first grade. He comes into her class to, and says, I came I came to thank you for ruining my life. Yes. And it's just like so traumatic. She's kind of like, what? Uh, OK. Or like even I don't know if I have it as one of the lines, but he says something and she's like, we were never together. Like I wasn't cheating on you because we weren't together. Right. And right. He's just like so delusional. Love that. Um, uh, so in the, like the, again, the dynamic of Jason Schwartzman and Bill Murray is so fascinating because they're friends, but they're competing for the affection of this woman, but like still remain friends at the same time. There's only like one sequence where they're not. And that's where they're like playing. It's almost like pranks on each other. Right. Um, but they're really not good pranks. It's like um, Bill Murray like runs over his bike and Jason Schwartzman sends like a bunch of bees into his hotel room. It's It would be pranks if you were friends, but it was like a revenge kind of thing. Got it. Uh, at one point, they're talking about her and uh, Bill Murray says she's in love with a dead guy anyway. Oh. Her <laughs> husband, husband. That's dead. Um so that uh, after Bill Murray does the opening speech where they have the title drop and Jason Schwartzman's really interested in him and he kind of like, hi, nice to meet you. Like they're share pleasantries. And Bill Murray's like, oh, he's a sharp kid. And he's talking to the dean or whatever, the headmaster maybe of the school, which mm-hmm. is Brian Cox, which he's from Succession. Had yeah. no idea. Halfway through the movie, I was like, wow. Like I didn't recognize him until I looked it up. Um, so he's like, oh, he's a sharp kid. And Brian Cox says he's one of the worst students we've got. Oh my God. Cause he's like failing out of school. He gets put on academic probation. If he fails another class, he's getting expelled. Yeah. Um, then I think after, so there's the love triangle is kind of gone at one point where she's just like, I don't want to be with either of you. Right. You're both like little children. <laughs> um, and they have this back and forth where Bill Murray says, she's my Rushmore. Mm. And he says, I know she was mine too. Aww. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but again, so Jason Schwartzman's very protective of this teacher that he's not dating, but like seems to think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luke Wilson plays a very small role where he's either a nurse or a surgeon. He's in scrubs. Okay. Um, and Jason Schwartzman says, um, says to him, like I saved Latin like saved the class of oh. latin what did you do oh okay um uh then trying to impress her at the beginning he's like oh where'd you go to school and she's like harvard and he's like oh my top schools are oxford and sorbonne my safety's harvard oh <laughs> this, and this is a kid that's failing out of school oh my god um uh, and then at the end 
just one random person. It's just how the lines deliver, but it's just best play ever, man. Mm-hmm. When they should like they have like this big final play. Um, dislikes. I've got no notes except the effort in his plays is slightly unrealistic but hilarious. Like the budget that he gets for these, like the final play he puts on is for Bill Murray and it's of the Vietnam War, and like they have like face paint they have like fake planes flying explosions like there's so much money that goes into this Mm -hmm. but it's just like no that's just that's just how plays are made apparently (laughs) right um overall i'm definitely biased but this is the quintessential wes anderson movie right it's so quirky and awkward and tied together by this like bromance rivalry between jason schwartzman and, and bill murray that it's just it's incredible nice yeah i haven't seen it in a long time i should rewatch it Definitely worth it. Rewatchable. It's rewatchable, as is mine. (laughs) Right? It's almost like we'd want to watch it for the very Very first first time time without knowing what happens. (laughs) Uh, So we have our top 10. Top 10? Top 10. I have three honorable mentions. I only have one and it's Chef because I thought of it oh. before of like not that anything significant happens, but I just I've seen a lot of clips of it on TikTok recently. So it just makes me want to want to rewatch it because it's just such a fun movie. It is a good movie. Um, I did The Martian because I just watched it and I really like it. I'm surprised it's not in the top. I 10. know. I know. I know. I thought of it. Um, Argo. Again, I really liked that movie. Like it is a rewatchable for me, but I that very first time of watching it is just so fast it's just i love it um and soul from disney yeah that one i'd like to see again and just like just have those feelings all over again because and maybe utilize them more instead of just sit there and like stare we all just stare like write stuff down or i don't know something like what is your purpose yeah like it sparks something and then we all were you know sitting there but then you know didn't really do much with it after that no so maybe that one again for the first time go ahead all right uh my number 10 yeah is pulp fiction nice definitely one before we've talked about like seeing it in the theater would be mm-hmm. amazing but just the way the story is told where yeah. no movie shows you the ending and then you're kind of disoriented and you're not really sure what happens it's a movie that definitely wouldn't be as good if they just showed you it in order because it wouldn't it actually wouldn't make sense if it was in chronological order 100 i couldn't agree more because like you miss so many aspects and then it's kind of like, what's this Bruce Willis storyline? Like I always forget about it until you start watching. You're like, Oh yeah, that's what ends up happening to him. And the way the story is tied all together Mm -hmm. wouldn't make sense if it was just like, this is what happens. And it's kind of like a choppy story, but usually I wouldn't like choppy, but for some reason it just really works with this. Of course it is on my list, but much higher. So (laughs) Um, my first is Shrek. I think with Shrek, um, like, because it's like with you guys and the kid, when you have to sit through kids movies, you're just, you know, it's a lot. So I think I would love to see it for the first time again to just for me, just to watch it because I like it. Um, you know, sometimes these movies, we just, we throw them on for the kids and we're not really paying attention. You don't realize like how good of a movie it is because you know, you're not fully invested. Or it's usually like you don't really have to put a lot of thought into the kids' movies, but it's a really well-done series, and it's funny, and they have some adult humor in there, and 
So I had Shrek as number 10. I saw, again, on TikTok recently, I saw when they did the, I think it's the third one, when uh, not only, I mean, I always loved the, they're hot boxing mm-hmm. in, in that. And oh, they're yeah. like, oh, we need some frankincense and myrrh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's the third one because it's when they're doing the play, but they do like a cops. Like, right. remember the show Cops? Yeah, they yeah. do that kind of style. And it's when Donkey is a horse and he gets tackled by like the police and he starts screaming police brutality <laughs> right which is a pretty like brutal joke for like 2007 yeah and then they find catnip on puss in boots it's yeah. just such a like sequence where like as a kid you're like that's kind of weird but then you watch it now and you're like that's it's genius. it's genius it is a genius like that whole series so well done so yeah it's my number 10 all right a lot of my movies are also part of my like top 10 of all time well it is hard that's that's what i was starting to find too i was like these are just basically a list of all my favorite movies Be- but there's a reason why they're our favorite movies so you want to have that feeling again right yeah uh, my number nine is 12 angry men nice i think it is just it's one of those movies where like i'm not the biggest fan of like old movies black and white kind of yeah like it's a very slow pace but like as you like dive into these characters you don't know anyone's name they're all just juror number six Mm -hmm. and seven and like you're deciding someone's life and you can see everyone's racist tendencies and the one guy's like oh i need to get out of here i want to go to the yankee game or whatever but whatever baseball game is going on and then as you just start peeling i think of that movie ironically talking about shrek as an onion when you're just peeling the layers back and you're just learning so much more about not just the trial but also these people people yeah and i just it was just a, it's a genius movie it is a genius movie did you see the tiktok of the guy who got um jury duty and he's like why am i going on jury jury duty i don't know anything about the law anyways it's funny i'll find it for you and send it to you because once he explained things i was kind of like yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, why are... He's like, I don't have a law degree. <laughs> like, what am I, you yeah, know? Yeah, why do I get to decide this? How am I deciding this? I'm just a regular person. He's like, jury duty should be, you know, that you send people to school to be in juries or something. I don't know. It was really funny. Anyways. Like, maybe. jury jury duty should be a job. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my number nine is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think because that movie brings me so much joy every time I watch it that it would just be fun to watch for the first time again and see you know the dance scene and just how like he just loves life and he just he does he takes every opportunity he's carpe diem like all the time and just the way he like gets away with everything yeah and like the sequences where it's like his dad's in the cab next to them and (laughs) like he catches the foul ball at Wrigley Field there's just so many opportunities and like I think in retrospect, like, I just feel bad for Jeannie. Like, yeah. she's just, like, such a maligned character, and everyone hates her, but, like, she was right. Yeah. No, I know. He's a little shit, but we just love him. We we cheer for him. So, yeah. I realized all of mine, like, none of them are comedies. Like, oh, as, yeah? As you said that, I'm like, I don't think I have, I have a comedy. Uh, my number eight is Gone Girl. Yes, that's a good one. How this movie is, like, put together and the reveals and the the shock value but it's not like over the there's like one thing that's really there's one like little shock of like oh my god how did that happen but then the way the whole movie is constructed and everyone like oh my god you murdered your wife and then it's sympathy and then yeah just 
every everything about that movie is just amazing from the first frame to the final frame yeah no i agree with you that's a good it's a really that's a good choice for sure um i have seven i don't know like do you have seven on your list okay i have seven on my list it was it is not a movie it's not a rewatchable for me but i would love to see it again for the first time uh, even a little bit older now and just, you know, what could I take away? I think the acting is extraordinary. I love the seven deadly sins and how like it brings in so much humanity of that. And yeah, like what's in the box, you know, man, not, not like you want to be no, in the box. It's not an Amazon box guys with books. Okay. Mm. Cause that's my favorite Amazon package. Yeah. So I have seven. Not at seven. No, it's at number eight. That would have been fun though. I should have done that. Seven is seven. Uh, my number seven is Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, it's a good one. Again, not a review, but I didn't think about it until I was reading up on reading up on the movies that I wanted to pick. And until you get pretty much until the end, you could say the movie is like historical, like like that it's real. Right, right. Uh, until you get to the very end, and like the because the plan of the movie is trying to kill Hitler. Right. And until you get to the end of how they end it then it's a historical fiction. But up until that point, everything could have been real. Yeah, yeah. And like, or maybe a little dramatized, but it is just like Brad Pitt is just like, the accent (laughs) is horrendous, but it's so good at the same time. What's he say? Bongiorno. Yeah, I'm an Italian. (laughs) I have the best Italian accent. Bongiorno. Oh God, it's so funny. And then obviously the the German three and yeah. that whole mm-hmm. bar, bar. Yeah, it's a bar. Or like yeah. a tavern. Yeah. Scene. It is. Yeah. And then underrated Daniel Bruhl, who is uh, like now famous from the MCU and stuff, but plays a very significant role in that right. movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, my number seven is Life Is Beautiful. It is a sad undertone, I know, but the movie itself is just, it's so magical and like gives you warm fuzzies, but it's devastatingly sad because it is about a concentration camp, but it's what like the power of parents and how you want to protect your kids no matter what and what this, the lengths this man will go through to make it seem like this is the best adventure of our life being in a concentration camp. No, you can't see your mom, but we're going to do this and we're going to hide. And the ending is just extraordinary. And it is just one of those, like, you know, when you know, it's all coming, you, you know, the ending, you're just like, it's still great. But to see that again for the first time would be so good. So that movie doesn't it end in a good way? Yeah, that's what oh. I mean, though. Like, oh, you, I, thought you you know. the, I thought you meant the ending of, like, normal, like, concentration camp. No, I just mean, like, the ending and, in, in, you know, you know what's coming and stuff. So it's, yeah, I don't know. But, and the know. amount of, like, positivity that almost felt like a Disney movie if it wasn't, like, if it wasn't a concentration camp. Yeah. Or, like, if they made it more subtle that it was a concentration camp, it could have been a Disney movie. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, my number six is the prestige. Oh, I have the prestige too. Uh, oh no, sorry, I had it on my honorable honorable. No, mention. I had it on like a list for sure. Like I kind of was brainstorming and then I went through, but the prestige had made it to that other list. Yes. Wow, how many stages do you go through? I did three. Oh. Well, like, yeah. You can just cut. I just start cutting things. You don't, don't make it. You don't make the cut. Stop. But yeah. I don't. Uh, not the only Christopher Nolan movie that will be talked about, but um, just 
the mind fuck that this movie is. Yeah, yeah. And it is like it's throughout the like I would say actually this would be a fun thing to do in the future of like do make a timeline of the movie and then describe like nine. 85 80% of this movie is like oh that's pretty good you know rivalry magicians like that's kind of yeah. cool Scarlett Johansson's there and then the last 10% of that movie is like what 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 there's wait how many who's wait. there who's what? doing what like it's yeah. just there's no it's just one upping at every level yeah to the very last second when you're like all right this person's got this person figured out and then it's like nope nope sorry I know it's really good that's a good one for sure uh, my number six is Shawshank Redemption. Um, I just think it's like, I mean, even though it's a pretty bro movie and stuff, it's just, it's a beautiful friendship. It's somehow they just, we're not sure if there's been a murder. We're just not sure of certain things. Um, but it's just like how these guys have all come together. And the ending is like one of my favorites of an ending of all time. Like I just, I love the ending. Like it just kind of makes you sob and you're so happy. And yeah. So I think it's just, I think it's one of the most beautiful films ever made. So it is on my list. Uh, my number five, which I'm sure will be on your list a bit higher, uh, is the usual suspects. No, nope, it's not on my list. Usual suspects didn't make it. Nope. Uh, obviously it's the movie that gets talked about the most as like, you need to watch it to get to the ending. Yeah. Like the movie as a whole, if you it's take not, out the ending, it's not that good. It's not that great of a movie. It's not. That's what I mean. I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't really need to see that again. But you get to the ending and everything comes together and it's Kaiser Soze. And you could say that without seeing the movie, um, most people would know 100%. Kaiser Soze exists. Yeah. But you don't know in what context and the reveal and figuring out yeah. how everything came together makes that movie great again the last five minutes of the movie are yeah. the best part yeah yeah no it is true for sure that's why i was like the ending and the reveal are pretty spectacular like it really is quite an extraordinary how they put it all together but i don't know if i'd want to watch the whole, like the movie again like i'm like i'm good i yeah. don't know yeah um i have the polar express I love this movie, you guys, so much. Like, it's so magical. It makes me so happy. It makes me actually, like, really love Christmas. And it's just, it's so sweet. And it's it's visually appealing. And The iconic Tom Hanks voice. Yeah, like, I just really love it. So, to see it again would be, it would just be so fun. And the first time I saw it was pretty special. Because I was dropping you off at school. And they were like, oh, we're going to the movies. You want to come? And I went with you. I didn't sit with you, though. Oh. I sat with the adults, I think. And then I wasn't expecting this movie, and I just went through this whole, what is this magicalness? And I was probably just like, oh, cool. Cool, dude. That's cool. Yeah. And at Christmas. Yeah, go Christmas. What am I getting for Christmas? Go, go Christmas. <laughs> Let's go Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number four is uh, is an iconic movie in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, probably not the one you would hope for because it's not whose car we gonna take. Oh, okay. It's the departed. Yeah. My favorite movie ever. Just again the the masterclass of acting. Mm-hmm. Outside of I have my issues with the accents in this movie, but yeah. um, Matt Damon obviously from Boston, Mark Wahlberg from Boston. They both do the accents well. Leo does the accent well enough, and 
the whole cat and mouse game of like all right he's a police officer but he's actually undercover for the mob and then he's undercover for the mob but he's actually a police (laughs) and then again it's a movie that comes together in an elevator yeah and you're like what happened okay bang what bang what bang bang what and then the movie's done and there's one more bang yeah I think what's interesting about that movie is usually we follow a certain recipe and they break that mold. They they are like that's actually not how it's gonna happen. Damn. So ever everyone everyone is on every side. Yes. Like if, if it was a standoff, you don't really know where to point the gun. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, what side am I if I was in that movie I'd be like, Wait, what side am I on? Yeah, well you'd be dead because you'd be like, What? What what? I'd I'd be in the elevator. Yeah, you would have been in the elevator. Uh, my number four, Pulp Fiction. So we already talked about it, but it is it's it is one of those movies that when you see it the first time, you're like, what is actually happening? But you're intrigued, so it's not like you would ever walk out or anything. You're just like, well, this is so fascinating, and then it all kind of starts piecing together of the people and timelines, and it's just it's great. It it really takes you on like journey of you know it's funny it's like i don't know there's bromance stuff there's you know uma thurman ODing like yeah great dancing good music burgers um an accidental shooting what's in the suitcase what is even um what's his face who wants the suitcase and i can't think of his name who wants it yeah like um and they hold up the, the oh yeah yeah because he's in the other Quentin Tarantino movie, yeah. Tim Roth. Yes, there you go. Ooh, good job. Thank you. I don't think I was going to get there. <laughs> uh, my number three Kay. is going back to the Christopher Nolan well, and that's Interstellar. Nice. Um, I found out recently that the person, my buddy Miles, who described the entire movie to me before seeing another movie, uh-huh. actually doesn't even like it, Oh. but described the whole movie and was like, oh, you never need to see it now. And then I watched it and I love it. Interstellar is great. Interstellar is a great movie. Um, the Even like the sciencey stuff can get kind of confusing in timelines and bookcases, but mm-hmm. like just the emotional, like the dad just like leaves them on a farm yeah. timothy chalamet and eventually jessica chastain and like she dedicates her life like in spite mm-hmm. to be smart yeah and like that takes like then that's not even talking about all of like what happens on his journey yeah on the different places he has to go and like matt damon yep matt damon yeah it's a pretty extraordinary film like if you're i mean I guess people would maybe wouldn't like it but i would find that pretty crazy because it's a pretty it's a really well done film like it is for if you love film like we do and movies like if you want to go see a great movie that is your movie like it's it's, it's a good one that's why it's my number two nah. nah i was gonna put it number one but oh no my number three sorry right it's interstellar yeah yes number three um I was going to, I debated the one, but I know my one is, is needs to stay at one. So I debated it though. So, yep. No other Christopher Nolan, right? We're not going to do Memento. No. Are you kidding me? That is one I have to see multiple times. I've, I've seen, I think now I've seen it three times. Still, still don't know. Still can't figure it out. No. It's a great movie, but it's not one. I can't like that is a movie I'd have to see over and over. Not just like. 
I, I think I need Christopher Nolan to like explain it to me like I'm a five year old. Yes. So be great. So his wife died <laughs> and this guy killed her. So then he kills the guy. Yeah. And then but we do it in reverse. But also he can't remember things. So he has a bunch of he has a bunch of inkings on himself. Yeah. To remind and, him and stickies. And Don't stuff. trust this person. Yeah. I know. Right. Uh, my number two mm-hmm. is the Truman Show. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, the the reveal, which is like not too far into the movie, of like starting to question things and like your reality. And I've always had the theory that like I think my life is the Truman Show. Mm-hmm. Like I think everyone's watching me. Right. Um, I don't know how my ratings are doing. Probably not that well <laughs> right now. But um, just the the journey that he goes on and i always just think of that staircase at the end mm-hmm. and like it's it's a it's a movie definitely about free will and, and that's so much depth to it and so much like philosophy of life and it's i mean you can take it at face value of like what a fun movie or you can really like dig dive, deep yeah. yeah into it no it's a good that's a good choice for sure uh my number two is goodfellas you can't like come on if I got to see that again for the first time I would be like it would just bring me it just brings me so much joy thinking about it so like if I was just like popping this on and this awesome movie came in front of me with just extraordinary acting music is so good it's chaotic it's you know I always like I went through a huge fave fave phase sorry of like mob movies like I love that kind of stuff it's still there for me but I'm more inclined to like like CIA spy stuff now but second would be still mob stuff I just love it that camaraderie and the like community they build it's pretty great what's the best line from that movie um oh god oh when she's on the phone when she's isn't that when no you tell me uh, my personal favorite would be, oh, you think I'm funny? Funny how? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're all laughing at him. There's something that's said, though, when that girl's on the phone. Anyways, I can't think of it now. But like there's... when Robert De Niro's on the phone? No, when that, remember the girl, I think she was either the babysitter or the sister or something, and he said, like, don't call from. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's something in there that I remember it being really good, but I can't. Well, it's a part of, like, the one of the best sequences in a movie ever. Well, it's, yeah, the last, like, 15, 20 minutes yeah. is the best you'll ever see in a movie for me. And maybe it's not, it's. It's the way it's edited, really. That's who deserves the credit because the way they build that chaos, you know, you just get more and more and more anxious watching it. And yeah, he's on drugs and yeah, he's constantly snorting drugs and paranoid about police. And yeah, good old Henry Hill. Uh, My number one is actually a two part number one because to me, I consider this. Not the same movie, but the same idea of why I'd want to rewatch it. Okay. Or why I would want to not rewatch it. So you have two movies in your number <clears> one <throat> spot is what you're telling me, but you're kind of wording it in a way that you're getting away with it. Yeah, because these two movies, when I say it, you're going to be like, these movies make sense together. Okay. Not in terms of like, they're not the same thing, but similar. Okay. Uh, and that would be Inve- Avengers Infinity War. Okay. And Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Right. Okay. So... 
the big connecting feature between the two is, you know, in all of these movies, the good guys always win. Right. Except for these two movies yeah. when you're kind of left up in the air of like what just happened. Yeah. We're used to not seeing, you know, Luke Skywalker's hand get cut off mm-hmm. or obviously big reveals. the greatest reveal in mm-hmm. any movie ever or Infinity War where it's like, oh, you know, they always beat the bad guy, but then the bad guy just gets strong. Why am I saying bad guy? Thanos gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah. And they lose. And they lose. I know. You're still pretty bitter, eh? That I got to just watch Endgame like the next day. Yeah. A lot of like it was a year. It was like the longest year of my life. Waiting waiting between those two movies. The amount of theories. Like it got to the point where like people came up with the theory of like, should Ant-Man just like fly into Thanos, Thanos's butthole and expand and right. just explode him? Yeah. It's where the theories got to after. people but, are just losing their minds. Yeah. And everyone that I've, or everyone in this family that watched the MCU had to wait a day. A day. And I tried to make you guys wait as long as possible. I know. You're like, you don't get to watch it. I was like, mm, watch me. <laughs> I'm going to watch it because it's a pandemic. There's not much else I can do. I wish you had gone last. That would have been a better way to end because my movie doesn't have that same excitement. Garden State. No. Lost in Translation. Um, It's just one of my most favorite movies and I love how it makes me feel and I love the simplicity of it and I love the friendship between the two. I think because in movies we're always like the beautiful girl and the guy and it gets creepy and they don't do that in this movie. They keep things sweet and I just love it. Like I just could not love it more. So I love the ending. What does he whisper? We don't know. We don't need to know either. I was going to say, do we know? I don't know. I don't want to know because it's not our business, right? It's meant to live you, leave you and ambiguous like what do you think he said and stuff like ask you those kind of questions so I like that <laughs> dead air uh, alright on next week's episode oh, uh, we have our IMC waves mm-hmm. which I just watched you watch before recording this you guys you have to tune in next week because it's yeah uh, and then I watched her yep and then we're playing wavelength <sighs> So we have five categories, uh, movie, director, actor, actress, TV show. And then through those guesses, we're trying to get the other person to guess on a scale of one to ten. Yes. So like Leonardo DiCaprio in, I don't know, I was trying to think of Titanic. Right. Be like a, I don't know, like a seven, an eight. Oh, I was going to say six. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. No, I get it. You just had to explain it to me a hundred times. Like you had to explain it to me like I was a five-year-old at one point. So yeah, but that's okay. So that's that. Yeah. Case, you got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. Then besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.